Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Money Mentors Podcast. Once again, uh, my name is Nathan Lear and I'm with my co-host Glenn Fairburn. Um, over the last few weeks, we're introducing some guests uh, along the way. So today we have a, another guest which we're excited to have a chat to, uh, Gordon Jenkins. Um, so Gordon Jenkins is a visibility coach, a business growth expert, a speaker and an author, a man of um, many tricks, Gordon. So Gordon, firstly, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And perhaps to start, Gordon, if you could tell us a bit about yourself and, and before you say that, just wanted to remind our listeners, um, our key objective is to improve financial awareness and literacy um, that involves many different things obviously managing your finances but also perhaps managing yourself and how you educate yourself and empower yourself and build relationships so yeah Gordon if you could um, perhaps start by telling us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do sure um, so as you can tell I've got a bit of a strange accent or so I'm told um, I came to Australia in 1996 and I've spent um, all my working life in professional services either in wealth management um, being a CEO of an accounting firm or working with legal practices and being very successful in that side. And I say that I've been successful, but the one thing that's made it really successful has been the people I've been working with. And it's, int- it's interesting you talk about financial literacy. Um, I came to Australia without knowing anyone. And for me, it was about building up my network very quickly. And I very quickly learned that um, no matter how technically strong you are, um, it's about you as a person and that, that's what gravitates other people to do. So today my business is about growth, unconventional growth. Um, we grow people and businesses in a way that is suits them. So not necessarily the traditional way of doing it, but we do it in a very rapid way in a very meaningful and purposeful way. When it comes to networking, Gordon, which is an area that, that you spend a lot of time on and help people with, yeah. Um, it, it's one of those words that people immediately, as you say, they get a bit anxious and, and nervous about and, and think that they have to, they probably overthink it a little bit, yep. I, I believe. And the, the old school network, networking is perhaps, you know, being, being the, the only person you know in a room and, and that's sort of intimidating. But yep. is that, how do you sort of define networking and, and what, what's the sort of more modern view on what networking actually is and how it can help people? So, um, so I want to get something straight out there with networking. When people talk about networking, you're right. They talk about going into a room and into events. Um, to me, that's a networking activity or networking pathway. And the good news is if you don't like going to network events, don't go because there's about 30 different ways to network. So what is networking? Networking to me is building your ecosystem, is building a system around you, be building people around you where you can collaborate, you can share, you can grow together. Um, if you think about an ecosystem from a biological ecosystem that, that's evolved over time, you think about how Earth has over, grown over time, at some point over time, parts of that ecosystem grow very rapidly, other parts of that ecosystem die away, and that's what networking is all about, that your network to where you've got, where you've got to today isn't necessarily the network that is going to take you going forward. And that's the same with your financial growth as well and everything you do in your personal life. You know, the house that you're in today isn't necessarily the house you want to be living in in five years' time. What you earn today isn't necessarily, isn't necessarily what you want to earn in five years' time. So you might have to change your network in order to achieve those grow- those goals. Gordon, this might be a, a broad question, but as, as Glenn mentioned, networking can be a, a bit of a daunting thing for perhaps our younger listeners that are yeah. starting out in this space. Any advice on where can you start? So uh, I'm going to disappoint a lot of people. 
you are networking 24-7. If you're on social media, you are networking. People are talking about me today without me being here. People are talking about Houston's without you guys even being there. So networking is happening over time. And I get this asked this, asked this question all the time, that I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert, I'm no good at networking. It has nothing to do with that. The first part of networking is being visible so people have to see you. And what I deal with professionals, I want to deal with professionals the moment they leave university because actually that's when their networking starts. They're in that band of people who are growing in the same way that they're going to grow. If you think about when you're at school or when you're at, if you're taking your kids to school, the people you're, who are also at school, the other parents at school are th- roughly about the same age as you. If you're at a private school paying $30,000 a year for your school fees, right, they're earning roughly about the same income as you. That is your network. Those are the people you should be networking about. And the good thing about that is when you have a conversation, you're having a conversation about the kids. You're having a conversation about your sports club. You're not having a conversation about being a an accountant, a lawyer, an architect. You, you've got a mutual interest straight away. So, And that's what takes that sort of intimidating part of networking out of it, doesn't it? Absolutely. When you are, do, as you said, you, you're doing it all the time and you don't need to overthink it. Most people like going out to dinner with friends, like catching up for yeah. coffee. It, that's what networking is, isn't it? It's just talking to people, meeting new people and learning more about what they're doing in their lives and what have you. Absolutely. So there's, there's an interesting thing here that we, when we talk about networking now, we're talking about external networking. What people don't understand in, in for those that work for businesses, when you're on that promotion, when you're looking for that career path, it's not just your technical ability that you're, the people above you, the leaders are looking for. They're looking for how you can interact with people and with other people. So networking is just as important internally to your professional growth as it is to your external in terms of your personal growth. And when we were talking about this offline, that we talk about professional development and personal development, those two are no longer separated. They're together. If you grow your professional development and you, 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 um, your career goes forward, means you're earning more money, you've become a more senior position, your personal life, your personal development is going to increase and vice versa. So think about networking as everything you do whenever you do it, you know, when you're outside all the time. You know, I'm dressed in blue, I'm networking. People are looking at my website now. People are looking at a post on LinkedIn that I posted two weeks ago and commenting in. So it's not just about being present. People will talk about you afterwards as well. And I think, Gordon, you, you said before, it needs to be something that you're passionate about. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier, isn't it? If it's something that you're interested in or enjoy, it's Absol- a lot easier, isn't it? So w- we laugh about this quite a lot. I mean, when people say to you, what do you do? And you go, oh, I'm a financial advisor. I'm a lawyer, right? Uh, you know, I'm a doctor. I'm a coach. You know, I've, I've got a bit of a catchphrase when people say to me, you know, what are your passion? You know, what do you do? And I say, turn around and say, do you want to know what I do? Or do you want to know why I carry a yellow duck in my pocket? Because it creates an intrigue. So when you're passionate about something and, you know, with, with you guys, we, with what we do, you know, when we first met, you know, Glenn, when we first met, we talked about what I did in terms of keeping fit. And that was really important to Houston's and to, to the people that, you know, the person, who is that person that they're doing something outside the day job that you, we've got a connectivity. You know, I've got a passion for a particular charity as well. And that's, that's an interesting point. So we were always, we're always interested in, we're not so much interested in what you do. The first thing we want to know is, is who you are. We want to make sure that you've got the same values and you're aligned in the way you're thinking so I am I just and then we talk about your technical ability and whether you can help us going forward and I think also when you're passionate about something and when you're um, when you enjoy it it's easy isn't it networking doesn't have to be a job then it becomes just part of everyday life and you don't even know you're doing it but you are so that's it you know when we talked about kids before uh, when you take your kids to school you know I don't have children but I've got a dog 
when you take the dog to the dog park and your dog starts playing with other dogs, you go up and you ask, what's the dog name? These are people I don't even know, right? These are people I don't know, but I'm very happy to go and have a conversation with them. Now, they may be dressed in the shorts and the T-shirts, and they may be got tattoos all over themselves and piercings and everything else, but you've got no idea what they do as a job, right? So you've got to make sure that first impression doesn't, doesn't taint you. But I think it's really important to understand to have that passion, and when you have that passion, people really understand who you are. So forget networking as being in a suit, in an office, in a weird place where you don't know a bunch of strangers. Networking things in areas that are comfortable for you. So Gordon, if you want to meet someone who, or hear about someone who might be a potential opportunity or a target, a business opportunity for you, or even if you're advising someone, um, you know, to reach out to someone who might be a good opportunity for them to do business with, are you, what's the tactic? Are they just getting to know the person, just talking about their family, what they like to do on the weekend, or are they being a little bit more deliberate um, in terms of the questions they're going to ask them? Any, any advice there? Um, so I'm always deliberate in everything I do in terms of networking. So in terms of, so I'm not one to collect numbers on LinkedIn or social media. Right? People I connect with, I connect with for a particular person. So when I, when I target, when I identify someone, um, I stalk them, and I put stalk in inverted commas. I check out what their profile is on LinkedIn, social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I want to know who they are as a person. They could be the very, they could be the ideal client from a money perspective, but I'm not aligned to them on in terms of their values and what they're posting on social media. So that's really important to me. Then I find out, you know, through this social media, you actually find out whether you actually have a connection, and there might be a mutual friend. And often on LinkedIn, you ring someone up and go, "Hey, do you know Nathan?" And you go, "Because you've got a first connection." And they go, "No, no, it's just the one I connected to." If it's on Facebook, it's likely that yes, we know each other. And then I, I'm always about giving first. I'm always about supporting what they're doing. So if they post something, I'm out there saying, you know, great post. What you know, giving them some real compliments and adding value to it. Or I might meet them in a bar. I might meet them at an event. They might go to an event. So, you know, we'll find out what their interests are. I very rarely talk about, you know, the beauty about my business being called Gordon Jenkins is it doesn't actually say what I do. So I'm always trying to converse the conversation into what people are doing. Uh, but we always get asked that question, what do you do? And I always change it. One thing I always ask people, instead of asking them, what do they do? Mm. I simply ask them, who made them smile this week? That, that's actually a good point, Gordon, because that's one thing I've heard or read a lot about in terms of networking is don't don't go in straight away and say nah. to someone, what do you do? Yeah. Like get to know the person first, ask them a bit about themselves or what they like, what they enjoy doing or yep. what footy team they follow. That can come later, right? Like yep. what do you do? Because yeah. most people will lead in with what do you do or are you busy at the moment? Or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. But they're maybe not the, the right things to start with. I mean, let's face it, if we're going out building our business because we want to get that financial security. We tar- we're going to places where our, where our target market is. So if I'm targeting, um, let's pick something obscure, um, window cleaners, and I'm going to a window cleaning conference, more or less most of the people there are going to be window cleaners. So go and ask them what you do, because that's what commonly comes off our mouth is, well, I'm window cleaner, okay? If you ask them, say, well, who put a smile on your face this week? Well, one is they don't have an elevated pitch, so they're going to say something that's really raw and quite authentic. And you actually learn about, you know, it might be my daughter or my son or my mother or my mother-in-law, but why? And you actually, and then, then they get, in, they just relax and they get into a bit of conversation. So when we're out there targeting our prospects to grow, think about if you're in their shoes, what type of question would intrigue you? What type of question would leave a lasting positive memory on you? 
Gordon, I'm interested in um, having a bit of a discussion about a concept that um, you mentioned to us last year sometime, your sort of the, the plane, the networking plane, <laughs> yeah. getting, getting people on and off the plane. Sure. Can you perhaps just run through what that concept is and how that works or how you use it? So how I use it. So I have a framework called um, Who's on Your Plane? And, and, and this framework came about because I rebranded, uh, rebranded three times now, but um, on the second time I rebranded, I had some like 20 or 1,000 connections on LinkedIn that were meaningless to who I was and where I was going. And on the personal side, and this is why I say there's no connection, there's a, there's a, very, um, a, a very strong connection between pro, pro, professional and personal connection. Um, I was going through a bit of a, well, I wasn't going to, to through a um, bit of problems myself in mental health, um, dealing with a very, very sick wife. And I realized that the people around me were not the right people. I realized the people around me were not the ones to support me, not just now, but going forward. So I did something quite radical and got rid of most of my LinkedIn connections, about 19,000. And I got rid of some family members. And I would say got rid of, I just kind of stopped talking to them. And I created this thing called a plane. And if you think about a plane, if you think about those people that are sitting in uh, first class, business class and economy when you fly, those in first class get a very high end treatment. Those in economy get a very low end. And those in a budget seat may not get a seat at all. And that's what I get people to think about their network. And um, I'm happy for any listeners to go through this in more detail. But if you, you know, just one of the tips I do, one of the leading tips I do is, is just get your calendar out and look at the last 10 people you spent time talking to, your, talking to about your business. And are those 10 people work out who are those 10 are going to be instrumental to the growth of your business or you in the next seven years. And if they're not going to be instrumental to the growth of you or your business in the next seven years, you need to stop talking to them, or as I say, throw them off the plane because you're not investing your time with the right people to grow. And that's what the plane's about. The, the plane's about being very accountable that the people you're investing your time with are going to be there to help you grow financially, professionally, and in your personal life as well. Now, it, it, just to sort of clarify when you're kicking people off the plane, is that more so sending them from first class down to economy or is that being more targeted with where you're spending your time? So you're spending more time with those people who deserve that first class service or is it just completely cleaning the decks? Right. So throwing them off the plane, I'm a quite a ruthless person, I'm black and white. Throwing them off the plane means literally throwing them, out, throwing them out my network. I always leave them on LinkedIn and they can follow me on LinkedIn. You know, they may get that weekly email offering, but there's no proactive contact from me to them. So they'll always follow me, but there's no proactive. Those in first class are probably getting touched by me um, at least four times, if not eight times a month. Those in business class are getting touched probably four to six times. Those in economy are getting touched two or three times a month. But those in economy, you know, I'm not everyone's ideal client, right? But I want that first class service. Why? Because my, my network is, a, is your ideal client. So if you want to give me an economy class service, all I'm going to ever introduce to you is economy class clients. So you've got to be very careful. So yes, I do treat people in my economy to the first class service so they understand what they, how they're going to introduce people to me. And I think that's the same for, your, for, for, the, for the businesses that anyone's listening to. You know, it, it's, I listened to something today that was really interesting. You know, I don't want to know about your bread and butter client. What I want to know is about your dream client. Who is your dream? Because your bread and butter client's really easy. I want to know who your dream clients are because there's the people that I want to network with and introduce you to. 
Gordon, you mentioned earlier creating intrigue is something that you like to do. Yep. Just keen to explore that a little bit further. How does one create intrigue? <laughs> okay. So intrigue is so in, intrigue is what I class as a third step in, in networking. So the first step is being visible so people actually understand who you are. Um, the second step is being memorable. So you're there, you're frequently seen there. Intrigue is where you start. And this is really hard because intrigue is there's a there's a part of you that wants to go into that sell mode, but you've got to hold yourself back. And I'll, I'll explain why in a second. Intrigue is about pushing stuff out there. So intrigue could be um, posting stuff about you networking to do with your, your passion, to do a lot with your charities or to do what you're passionate about. Intrigue could be just posting nice little comments or positive comments onto someone else's post or saying to people, um, you know, have you thought about X, Y, Z? Um, intrigue could be if you're in a committee to say, hey, we, hey, have we thought about doing it this way? Because if we do it this way, you want people to stand up and go, there's something about you, there's something about Gordon that I'm not quite sure what, but I want to be on his plane, I want to be around him, I want to be, and they start following you and they start wanting to be in your circles. So every single day when people ask me how I am, I said, I'm absolutely awesome, I'm fantastic. And you know, I get comments, people saying to me, you know, why are you so awesome? You know, what are you doing that's so fantastic? I said, well, come along for the ride and you'll find out. They're intrigued. Because when people are intrigued, the next step in that whole network success is they're compelled to seek you out. And what that means is they're compelled to come and say, hey, I've seen what you're doing for X, Y, Z. Can you do the same for me? So at the beginning, I said that my career started off in professional services. Professional services is about 50% of my business. The rest of my business comes from people seeing what I do in professional services and says, hey, can you do it for us? Right, they've been compelled to seek me out. Um, Gordon, we've spoken a little bit about maintaining a network, um, being visible, being intrigued, um, or being intriguing, communication, touch points. There's a number of different platforms that people can use to monitor their um, networks, maintain a network, build a network. You know, there's LinkedIn, there's Facebook, Instagram, all these different social networks, which arguably make it a lot easier to stay in touch with people. Do you have a preferred network that you that you think's um, valuable, whether it's from a, from a professional network or just a personal network? Is there anything that you think people should just be jumping on if they're not already? So, um, so my my own coaches are going to probably hate me for saying this now. Um, there's two main networks I use. I use LinkedIn, and I use people to people, human to human contact. I'm a people person. So I love that people-to-people contact. Now, people-to-people contact doesn't necessarily mean you have to meet them face-to-face. People-to-people contact can be picking up the phone and saying hello. It can be a Zoom call, but actually having that conversation or taking the conversation online and offline is is absolutely critical. And I think people who are in the professional marketplace, who are working, who have got their own business, looking for personal development. To me, Facebook, I don't get Facebook. I get Facebook for a bit of fun. My wife is ve- my wife's business is very much on Facebook, and she does a lot of business on Facebook, but less on LinkedIn. For me, I concentrate on LinkedIn and that people to people contact and human contact. Um, that's that's the person I am. So, what does LinkedIn do better than a Facebook does? Um, what is it about LinkedIn that I you find appealing? I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think this is really important because LinkedIn's right for me. It doesn't mean it's right for other people. I think any business has to be on LinkedIn. For me, I see what I see better on Facebook. I see those network groups, those, those community groups, mm-hmm. a lot better on, on Facebook. I think what's really important is that um, I will have I will connect with someone on Facebook, or no, so I will connect with someone on LinkedIn, 
they see that I'm on Instagram, but we chat on Instagram. So you can't say you can't, you want to be one and one or the other. It's interesting to work through. So I'm talking to a lawyer at the moment. We connected on LinkedIn, but I, I, but we're following each other on Instagram and we're liking each other and we're actually setting up a meeting based on our, on what we've been showing on, on Instagram. So I think you have to, as a, as any business or any professional development, both have their uses to go through it. And, and Gordon, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have a combined sort of personal professional profile. You don't have you know your personal life on one and your professional life on the other. No. Would that be a suggestion for people, or do you think there's anything wrong with separating professional from personal? Or <coughs> like? No, I, I I think that I don't think I don't think there is anything wrong with with separating. For me, it's all one. What I um, you know, I've got a particular preference that, you know, if you're going to put something on social media, be prepared for everyone to see it and everyone commenting. If you don't want it on there, don't be on there. So, um, for example, I don't connect on Instagram. I will connect with someone on Instagram, but if they've got pictures of playing around with their kids and everything else, I will, I'll, I'll, I just won't connect with that because that's not the type of people I want to connect with. So for me, my life is, is out there. It's visible. Um, I don't have anything to hide i mean you can see about me as a, me and my business you can see about my rubber duck bamfy you can see about the stuff i do on um on um about my foundation um i'm out there i'm being i'm not being controversial i'm being very unconventional about what i do um but yeah to me to me it's one i mean it's the same with you know we do want some privacy if you want some privacy it's okay being private but don't complain when people comment about what you're putting out on social media if you don't want people to comment on it don't put it out mm. it's as simple as it's as simple as that it, there's no difference to going out and having a drink in the bar and being sensible drinking and people commentating you're sensible drinking and going on the bar and being drunk you don't want people to see you drunk in a bar because that affects your brand so if you don't if you want to put it doing a bar don't do it on social media mm. um gordon social media has obviously exploded in the last i don't know 10 years whatever yeah. we want to call it um do you see that changing going forward, or like have have you thought about into the future how you know, how you're going to promote business on on social media? Yeah, have so you stargaze much forward. No, I do stargaze that forward. So there is part of my business that is on that is very much let's call it online. So things like my book are very much online sales, online sales. But I, in particular, in the last six to twelve months, I've seen a, an enormous growth in my business from. Um, taking things offline and doing it on a personal. You know, we talk a lot about these network groups that we're having, and you know, one, one thing I ask a lot in professional services or clients or professional service clients firms, I say, you know, how often does your firm introduce you to your network? So I'm very big in introducing my network to other people's network, and we take that offline quite a lot into very small, intimate groups. And it's not a BNI, it's not a fresh. It's done completely differently to that, and that has got an immense value add because straight away people are seeing who I'm connected with and it's all about, it comes back to this intrigue about connecting my network with your network and there's nothing in it for me. We just want the better, we just want our networks to benefit from each other. And I think that's gonna be a huge growth in um, in successful firms and successful people over the next few years. Yes, social media is gonna come there, LinkedIn is gonna carry on going. I think we're gonna see a change in videos on LinkedIn. I think everyone's doing LinkedIn now. And so mm. everyone's doing videos on LinkedIn. So something new has to happen. Mm. Right, so LinkedIn will change that algorithm, but to me, nothing beats personal to personal yeah. contact. So a good, great point. I was going to almost ask that, Gordon. Like with, with social media, uh, is there a, a risk that people might perhaps get a bit lazy? Like 
I'll just put out a few social media posts. I'll do a few videos and perhaps lose that that face-to-face yeah. art. So um, often with my clients, I, when I sit down with them, I talk, I talk to them about their chicken list. And their chicken list is five or so people that they've had contact with, either on social media that they think, oh, I should have made that phone call. Or I should have made, I've never picked up that call. Because when you pick up the call, you don't know, you, in a way they think they're going to lose control. But I tell you what, we don't make phone calls now. So pick up the phone and make that phone call. You know, when I've applied for jobs to progress my career, I've never actually gone and applied for a job. I've always gone and sat down with my boss or my two IC, whoever it is, and said, I'd really like to have this job because it's me, right? The person they're employing is me. They're not going to employ a piece of paper. Mm. I want them to see who I am. And some of the real jobs I've got that's really increased my my financial potential has been because I've been different because instead of applying, I've actually rang them up and done got a job there's one of my clients who's um is actually applying for a job and they've actually asked for a video not a written letter so everyone's been a little bit different so yeah without a doubt take it have that conversation that conversation is worth uh, 10 20 100 times what an email's worth so social media social media should really complement your overall strategy yeah. it's not the be all and end all but it's it's perhaps an important part but yeah. it's not everything I think Glenn, you had it. Oh, look, I was just going to say the same thing. That it was just it's, it should be more used as a tool, as, as so like the number, the only thing that you're using, isn't it? Yeah. So don't don't replace that human contact, which I think people still crave, don't they? I mean, even in our sort of financial services industry, some years ago there was all this fear about robo advice yep. and and what have you. But the one thing that AI or robo advice or any sort of technological advancement can't replace is that human to human contact, which I think most of us crave. The human. If you think about it, you think when was the last time you got a phone call from someone just ringing you up and saying, how are you? Right. So when someone does that, you go, crikey, they're actually thinking about me. Um, you know, and there's different ways to do it. And LinkedIn's got a fantastic tool where you can actually record a message. And I did it to someone the other week and they responded to something I put on LinkedIn. And instead of replying back to them, I sent them a voicemail on LinkedIn. And they sent me a voicemail back. And they said, I never knew it had this function until you gave it to me. I think this is really good. And we had a conversation. Guess what? I didn't reply to him and he picked up the phone and called me. I said, why did you call me? He goes, oh, I was really intrigued. How did you know about it? I said, this function has been around for years. It's just someone else told me about it. You're creating that intrigue. You're doing something different. You know, our clients, you know, my clients are no different to your clients. are no different to a lawyer that's listening to this or a doctor or a surgeon or any professional person that's listening here today. Um, we don't want to be a number. Right, we're paying our we're paying good fees to get a great service, and the moment we become a number, is the moment we think that we're irrelevant to you, and we never want our clients to become irrelevant, because we want our clients to feel value. Because as soon as our clients feel value, they're going to start talking to other people about being valued. Um, Gordon, you've mentioned a few you know tips, strategies throughout this podcast. I just want to kind of think about a. Perhaps a young person starting out or it doesn't have to be young, somebody that doesn't have much of a network and they're a little bit lost as, as to where to start. You know, you've spoken about a lot of great stuff here that we can do, but I'm just to add a, add a little bit of value to our listeners, like where can they start? Like going to events, putting posts out on LinkedIn, like any kind of tips for the person that wants to start being more of a networker, what can they actually do? Um, give me a call. <laughs> um, that's a really good question and you know and it's it's funny what I'd say to any listeners here is you do actually have a network 
right? You're just not thinking about a network. So get your phone out and look at the people that you've been calling. The same with about that plane, who you met, look at who were the last 10, 15 people you called. They're the people that you think are really important to you. And sit down with them and start talking about it. You know, I'm 50 years old. I've got a bit of gray hair. So I, I think I've got a bit of street credibility along along the way. And one thing that people often use use us for and use me for is the fact that sometimes it's the simple things that we used to do in the old days before social media came through. What did we used to do? We used to go and sit in the park and have a chat. Right? We used to go and sit in the pub and have a chat. This is what we do. I know we're doing on WhatsApp now, but young people to the, the day, if we're talking about people leaving university, you're finishing university with 100 other people finishing university. That is your network. You're starting to build up your career. Out of those 100 people, there's at least five other people that you've got a similar interest with. It's so also just, asking as well, isn't it, Gordon? Asking, like yeah. you don't you don't receive anything if you don't ask. Glenn, will you be in my network? No. Okay, thanks a lot, Glenn. No, Nathan, I'm done. done. Nathan, I'm thinking of building up a network. We're starting off our career together. Um, let's keep in touch. Let's have it an event. Let's get together once a month, three or four of us in a pub for an hour or so and just talk about our work. You fancy doing that? Yeah, sure. Great. Then as simple as that. Is it just activity as well and, and also being okay with rejection? Uh, rejection. Re- reje- people say no. <laughs> so there's two answers you want, yes and no. The answer you don't want is maybe. Yet with yes and no, I can do something with it. With maybe, it's like, oh, I don't know whether I want to do that. Well, okay. See you later. No, it's, well, why don't you want to do it? Because no, the only reason someone doesn't want to do it is because they just can't be bothered. The other reason they say no is because there's a fear and we've got to work out what that fear is because that fear is probably just the false false expectations. So I want the yes or no. So yes, ask, 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 ask. If I hadn't asked for any of my promotions or any of my jobs, gone up and asked for that, I probably wouldn't have got any of them. It's also, um, you know, the six degrees of separation, isn't it? I mean, it's not just the people you know. It's the people that the people you know know, if that makes sense. Like, there's nothing wrong, as you were saying, asking individuals to be be part of your network, but also asking them to provide introductions to people that they know that may be a great influence or someone that you can learn off or just someone that could be great to network with Uh, and build uh, a relationship with. Absolutely. You know, we, we don't know what you want until you tell us what you want. So, Nathan... If Nathan came to me and he said, you know, I'm going to try to use a football analogy here, but I'm not very good at football. I want to meet someone from St. Kilda Football Club because I'm a mad Collingwood fan, but I don't know anyone from St. Kilda. Who do you know good? Why do you want to meet someone from St. Kilda Football Club? Well, I'm thinking of doing something between fo- Collingwood supporters and St. Kilda on a business front, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, that's got some connotations. Now I know why you want to do it. I can d- dig deep into my network and find out people that may not have the first connection or second connection that will also be you know, be an ambassador or influence with Nathan as well. And at the same time, I'm introducing these to Nathan and Nathan's building up his network. So when you go and ask for help, it's not about who you want to find out, but it's why you want to find out. And I'll give you a very quick analogy that someone once asked me for $20,000 to get some people to Nepal. And I was saying, you know, and the, the issue wasn't that they wanted $20,000 and that they couldn't understand why an airline wouldn't give them $20,000. I said, because you're asking for $20,000. And they said, but that's how much the flights are. I said, yes, but you haven't found out why. You haven't told the airline why you do it. So if it's to because you want to educate some females in Nepal so they can learn medicine and they can travel around Asia and teach that again, that's the reason why the airline won't give you $20,000. They'll give you the seats instead because the seats don't cost $20,000. So often, make sure that when we're asking, we actually know what we're asking 
for when we're asking for the right thing. And I think for anyone here that's listening and that's been in business, um, remember that we were once young as well. Mm. And sometimes the way we were asked wasn't perhaps the right way to ask. So give everyone a bit of credit and a bit of leeway that, you know, you know congratulate them for coming out from the guts to ask you in the first place. And Gordon, is it true with networking, or my view, and I'm sure your view is the same, it's not about what you can get out of it, it's what you can give. And I think you know, a good networker is always connecting and bringing other people together, which I know yeah. I know you do quite well yourself. Do you want to maybe just expand so I, on that? So I have a phrase about that, that, um, that I used to be cash rich and passion poor, that everything I used to be in sales, and I thought, you know, every single day is about sales. And when the change in my life and the circumstances happened with my wife and it changed my whole perspective on life and my own mental health and going through that issues. Um, I now say I used to be cash rich and passion poor. Now I'm passion rich and cash poor. I chase the passion in the people. And if you chase the passion in people and you give, 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 the cash, the financial returns just come. About. But be careful when the financial returns come because one of the biggest problems I had in my life is I earned money very quickly and I didn't have the right financial advice to help me with that with my earning capacity. I think that's a great message. If you follow your passions, then eventually the you know the money will follow. And even if it doesn't, if you're happy at the end of the day, yeah. that, that's all that matters, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, just before we wrap things up, Gordon, obviously some great points for people and some great lessons. Was there any sort of last messages or points that you think people are really should focus on or that are really important for people when they're starting a network, building a network or just improving the network that, that they've already got? So... Um, I call myself a little bit of a, a square peg in a round hole. And the reason I set up my business and do what I do is because I don't, I'm not a textbook. So what the textbook tells you to do in life and, and how you progress through your career, I've always had to do things a little bit differently because of the circumstances affecting me. And I think that's really important um, when we grow both professionally and personally. You grow in a way that suits you, not in a way that other people tell you to grow. You may get to the end goal at the same time, but the way you get there will be the way that's passionate about you and purposeful for you. So you don't have to follow in the steps that all the other sheep have taken. You can be the shepherd, or if you want to be even further, you can be the rising, you know, that glowing star in the sky leading the shepherd. So with people that want to grow professionally um, or grow their personal development, it's doing a way that suits you and who you are. And um, that's the first thing. The second thing is believe. If you don't believe in you, and what you're doing, no one else is going to believe you. And um, the third one, I've got a fourth one, but I'll do the third one is when someone says no to me, it's no, they're not ready for my journey, not no to what I want to do. And um, the fourth one is stop chasing shiny objects. Be very clear about what you're doing, where you're going. And stay in that path because you're going to get lots of things that come through that's going to say, oh, that's going to look nice, that's going to look nice. But don't chase that shiny object. Stay focused on what you are and who yep, you are. Definitely great advice. Uh, for our listeners, Gordon, where can people uh, find you? Um, um, surprisingly, they can find me on um, all over social media. Um, for those in Melbourne, they can find me on Burke Street. But for those outside <laughs> Melbourne, um, I have a website. Um, I am GordonJenkins.com. Um, that's also my hashtag for um, LinkedIn as well. Um, yeah, just or just Google. There are three Gordon Jenkins. Um, I'm not the dead composer. I'm not the Lord. <laughs> I'm not the mayor in New York that's in jail for money laundering. I'm the third. I'm the third Gordon Jenkins. Um, yeah, fantastic. So, Look, th thanks for your time today, Gordon. Um, obviously, some some great mes messages for people, and hopefully, our listeners got a lot lot out of the podcast and uh, 
look forward to chatting to you all again next week. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening again to another episode of the Money Mentors podcast. Um, if you enjoy the, the content, please do subscribe to the podcast um, via um, any good po- podcasting app. Um, once again, please check out our major sponsors' website, Hewison Private Wealth. Um, so just, just search for Hewison Private Wealth online. Also check out Hewison Private Wealth's um, social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, thanks again. We'll see you next week.